Life is full of personal wins. Whether it's cleaning your house, getting that dream car, or checking off your to-do list, winning at life is a great feeling. And with the State Farm Personal Price Plan, you can keep winning when you create an affordable price just for you by bundling home and auto. So give yourself a round of applause. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Most weight loss plans are one size fits all, not taking into account each person's individual needs. Noom is built for your psychology and your biology, meeting you where you are. Noom Weight uses psychology. That's why they say losing weight starts with your brain. But it also takes into account your unique biological factors, which also affect weight loss success. The program helps you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have cravings. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. Plus, check out Noom's first-ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available for pre-order wherever books are sold. Welcome, lovely humans, to the Nerdist Podcast number 117. Hey, New York, the Nerdist Podcast live with myself, Matt, and Jonah will be coming to the Gramercy Theater Friday, October 14th during New York Comic Con. Showtime is at 10.30. Tickets will go on pre-sale Wednesday, August 24th for Nerdist fans to get good seats, and then to the general public on Friday, August 26th. Go to Nerdist.com for ticket links and info, and please come to that show. Our Nerdist Live show with the Guild at NerdMelt on September 6th is completely sold out, so thanks for making that a thing. I'd also like to thank GoToMeeting.com for sponsoring this episode. Uh, GoToMeeting is, of course, teleconferencing software. It is a pain in the nards to get people together to meet when there's so much traveling going on and everyone's got to work remotely. So GoToMeeting solves this challenge by letting team members meet wherever they are. All everyone needs is an internet connection. Everyone is on the same page in seconds. Totally easy for you and any of the attendees. Makes conference calls a snap. Use GoToMeeting for product collaboration sessions, plannings, meetings, uh, weekly status updates from wherever you are sign up today for a free 30-day trial of GoToMeeting have all the meetings you want for one low flat rate visit GoToMeeting.com click the try it free button and enter the promo code NERDIST now uh, this episode was recorded live at NerdMelt a little while back it is with Tom Lennon and Ben Garant, of course, of Reno 911. Tom Lennon, our very, very, very first Nerdist Podcast guest ever. Tom and Ben have sold a shitload of movies, a lot of which you've seen. And so they've written a book called Writing Movies for Fun and Profit, How We Made a Billion Dollars at the Box Office and You Can Too. Uh, it's a fantastic, very practical guide to selling scripts in Hollywood. And, of course, they're just hilarious. So I hope you enjoy this, the Nerdist Podcast, episode number 117 with Tom Lennon and Ben Garant. Now entering Nerdist.com. Hello, everybody. Hello. You want to spread these microphones out? What happened? I can't handle you sitting in this configuration. I'm used to you switching. Could you do that, please? Because it, it just... 
There's this, no, I don't care. There's a certain... It just doesn't satisfy my OCD to have you guys switch like that. It's just like, it's like when there's a perfect... It's like when your cutlery is perfectly set up and someone just goes, I want to move your fork a little. And you're like, why the fuck would you do that? Why would you do that? I don't know what you're talking... I'm fine with that if someone wants to move my fork I'm a little I'm not bit. fine with it at all. No. Everything has to have a place and an order. Uh, welcome, Jonah Ray and Matt Myra. Hello. And then you guys. Hello. Welcome. It's a circular table. Yes, for the podcast listeners at home. Uh, oh, yeah, let's like not give a shit about them. Hey, guys. Uh, the oh, people, you see them, too? Yeah, they paid to be here. The people listening at home got it for free. Holy so shit, fuck you're them. right. Oh, my these God. Are, these are who we were fucking doing it for. All right, all right, all right. I feel like these people will be looking at my bald spot. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> and liking it. <laughs> You're so nice. Thank you. <laughs> I like some cosplay back there going I'm getting on. Getting sexier there. every day. That's what I just heard. Getting sexier every day, Matt Myra. Should we tell everyone how we're going to start calling you Myra Bowie? Myra Bowie, Myra Bowie. Myra Bowie. Myra Bowie, Myra Bowie. Myra Bowie, Myra Bowie. Let's not. Are you sure? Myra Bowie, Myra Bowie. I feel like it'd be awesome. Myra Bowie. That's fine, Big C. Myra Bowie. God damn it. I'm getting used to it. I'm getting well, used to it. Well, I don't know. Big C, that's like, uh, that's a name Yes, I understand. Man. Don't interrupt me when I'm making fun of you. <laughs> Why are you crying when I hit you? <laughs> this is like those parents when you're at Disneyland, and then you see them dragging their kids at the end of the day, and the kids are screaming, and the parents are like, Why are you having fun? Yeah. Like, it's the happiest you're... fucking place on earth. Well, one, you're dragging your child like a chimp, uh, um, and they're not happy about it. <laughs> uh, this is this really fun. Okay. Oh, I thought I heard music in the other room. What? Is someone else having a better party? Yeah. <laughs> We're going to go over All there, that. guys. What? Never mind. <laughs> the it's very exciting. It's very up. exciting because our guests on the show uh, tonight, of course, are, are Tom and Ben. Tom, Tom Lennon and Ben Garant. And Tom, Tom was... Um, Tom was our first. Well, we can we can talk about that later. Yeah. Before we get to that, there's a very something very special that I want to talk about. There's a special there's a special little guy here tonight, <laughs> who before before today with a hulking chest. Before today, uh, <laughs> he was not an American. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome brand new American Kumail Nanjiani. Yeah. Now, as uh, part of the uh, threatening, as part of the uh, citizenship, you're gonna have to shoot one of your Pakistani relatives in the okay. face. Okay. Uh, wow. I know the one. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Thank I, I'm, you. I'm impressed because I know that uh, that that is not an easy process to go through. No, especially if you're from Pakistan. <laughs> it's very hard. 14 years. It took me 14 years. Oh my God. And today is when I took my oath. And, and it is an actual oath. And you know what's amazing is that the fact that you and Emily have managed to seem like it's a real marriage. Like, all this <laughs> yeah, time. Finally. <laughs> finally. Yeah, I was printing the divorce papers on the internet tonight. <laughs> and, uh... Emily Gordon. She's oh, lighting us. Oh, I so. see. Uh, we're going to wrap it up with this. <laughs> Uh, but so, what is the what was the experience like today? Like, today, yeah, today. I mean, like, but for the fourteen years, it's just a lot of bureaucratic paperwork, right? Yeah. Well, no. This then the test. I took a test a month ago, which was like an a American study. test. Yeah, it's an American test. Yeah. And what do they what do they make you write? Right, right. They ask you very simple questions, like, "What was the thing that fought for black people to vote?" Which <laughs> I guess they could have phrased it better. <laughs> 
and they're like, Larry the Cable Guy's great, right? And you had to say, get her done! Yeah, yeah. That's the correct answer that. was to that. C. Hey, get her done! <laughs> <laughs> She's nice! <laughs> that's really, uh, that's insane. But he was, when I went in, he was like, don't worry, I pass everyone. He said I hadn't pa- failed anyone in years. And before I would answer, he was writing down the answers. This was a month ago. So before I said civil rights movement, he was writing down civil rights movement. And then he told me that he was, he was also Jet Li's interviewer. And he thought, he didn't know who Jet Li was, and he thought Jet Li was hitting on him. So he went and complained to his supervisor and was like, hey, this guy is hitting on me. I think he's a gay. I swear, exact quote, a gay. And uh, and I was like, you shouldn't be telling me any of this. (laughs) And then he rejected Jet Li because Jet Li hadn't been paying child support. Oh, really? Oh, you yeah, really well, think that, that other would... guy is going to be the bad guy in the story? <laughs> <laughs> then you fucking flip it around P.S. and Jet Li is a horrible father. P.S. I'm going to say, I'm going to go out on a limb and say deadbeat dadism is a fucking American way. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What could be more American than that? Yeah, shit, yeah, I got three kids and I don't pay for them, motherfucker. Uh, Welcome yeah. to America. <laughs> Fuck, man, I get you. Fuck, I yeah, you. man. I don't know why I just made everyone in downtown Los Angeles rednecks. Well, that's who well, works there Well, when the guy the says, I think he's a gay, you can probably say that. He he's one of them gays. He actually, he was a tiny old Asian man. So, And I was like, even if Jet Li is gay, he is way out of your league. Like, yeah. <laughs> He's hitting on way hotter dudes than you. So yeah. what, uh, what, what happened today? I smell a screenplay. George Takei plays the older Asian man. <laughs> Jet Li plays Jet Li. Where are Ben and Tom? We can work this out. <laughs> I'm simply here to take my citizenship test. <laughs> you, sir, are a douchebag. <laughs> I planked George Takei. Yeah, that was awesome. Thank you, two people. Fine. Fine. <laughs> I planked George Takei. I met many dudes have. I defy anyone. <laughs> Boom! But how much photographic proof is there of it? You know, it's I like, bet there I'm is sure, plenty. I'm sure Locke there is plenty. Plenty. Did Bell invent the phone or did he just patent the phone first? Like, <laughs> all right, you're right. You're uh, right. So, so today, what... Uh, uh, patent, patent clerk in the back thought that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> He's right. If you get the paperwork in first, it's yours. This guy's great. <laughs> Form 942C. All right. <laughs> what, what happened today? So today you go. It's supposed to, you get there at noon, uh, and it's at the Lo- LA Convention Center, and it's six thousand people. <laughs> so you feel like you're so special. Intimate, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. You feel like exclusive until you get there, and it's like six thousand people. And then you go and you do a bunch more paperwork, and you wait around, and they separate you from your family, kind of like they did in the Holocaust, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but it's. They do. They separate you, and you're in a huge room, and there's a line behind which are people who are already American, mm-hmm. and then in front of the line are people who are going to be American. Where do they make you choose between your children? Yeah. yeah. They take all your children. <laughs> there should have been a big dodgeball game. The big dodgeball game between the non-Americans and the Americans. Yeah, because single elimination citizenship. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, and then you go and you sit there and it takes hours and then the guy comes and uh, he gets, says, stand up. There's a judge. He says, stand up. And then you have to take your oath and you renounce your current country. <laughs> you have to. And it says, lists all the things like any other government, president, prince. It says prince. You have to renounce... Uh, you like, have to renounce like prince, prince himself. Prince Rogers Nelson? Prince? Uh. 
I was like, I love it. His more. last album was pretty so good. Nice and just like one poor Latino guy is like, but I love Purple Rain. Yeah. Then I go I'm home. So good. I have the Batman soundtrack on vinyl. I don't know. <laughs> Um, and they I make act- you renounce you single to, single you purple tears. You have to spit on your own flag or something. What do you have to do? How do you renounce your? Uh, I well, you're supposed to pee on it, but I wasn't hydrated <laughs> enough, so I did I did spit on it. <laughs> and then I have, I have to go back and pee on it when I right right. Yeah. But you you do that, and I actually got kind of like it's kind of moving. Uh, I got a little like choked up uh, doing it, and then you sit down, and they're like, and now you have a message from President Obama, and he comes on, and he gives you this like. It, like, I, you know, he's like, I'm talking to you. Oh, of course, he recorded it years ago. Yeah. And then they play you a music video. <laughs> I swear, they play you, proud to be an American. Uh, I'm not, I'm not what shitting. What do you mean? Oh, that song is awesome. They, and then they, and they followed up with The Cure is Killing an Arab, which is weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Then like, bombs over Baghdad to get everybody out. Like, uh, America. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they play that song. <laughs> Poor guy, we Fuck totally just yeah. shit on him. Yeah, we know. Um, nice reference, bro. <laughs> AIDS, AIDS, AIDS. AIDS. <laughs> Uncle fucker, etc. Retarded yeah, Matt yeah, Damon, we get it. Yeah, there's a probe in my butt. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, that was that groundbreaking. Song. They killed Ken. I, I, that sound is nev- song has never sounded better. I swear. I was like listening to it, and I was like fucking feeling every word. <laughs> I really was, and like I was on the lines fighting, you know. And uh, and then it's done, and it's like everybody's super happy, and it's very positive, and they're like, okay, it's done. Everybody cheers and waves their flags, and you, like it's really affecting. Like my wife says she was crying. I mean, she was in the American section, so I couldn't see her. <laughs> With like, it's like, it's like couches and flat screens, and then the non-American section is just like yeah. crates. So you yeah. have to sit <laughs> the other one, like Obama's Shepherds. actually there telling yeah. you the thing. I'd very much like to congratulate Kamal Nanjani on his citizenship today. Kamal Nanjani. You've done a really excellent job these last 14 years. I have to go back to my planet now. Oh, Poochie. Poochie. <laughs> Poochie's dead. But it's all this very positive thing, and then as soon as you're done, the, the, the judge leaves and the security dude comes up, and people are getting up to... St- to leave, and they're like, you can't leave, you have to sit down, we'll come, we'll let you know when you can leave, and then it's totally like automatons, like you have to get in line, and all the goodwill like dissipates over two hours of standing in like different lines to get different pieces of paper. Is that where the Obama like melts and there's a fucking robot underneath? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, to... Obey. Huh. But you're, an, you're, you're an officially an American citizen now, so this... See, look at you, you're drinking a Coke Zero. Uh, yeah, yeah, this tastes great. I wonder why I hadn't done it until today. <laughs> you, you weren't allowed to. You weren't allowed to. I did can't you... wait to try the McDonald's. <laughs> did you, have you done anything? Did you do anything specific to celebrate, or just like... Well, I hate a hamburger, but I got it as a lettuce wrap, so... <laughs> I think that's pretty well, Now you're officially a Californian. <laughs> yeah. Uh, can I get that protein style? <laughs> that is protein style, yeah. Um, yeah, the first thing, I, I went to Starbucks, I got coffee, and then I got a burger, and then I took a nap, because it was a very long You are so time. American! Yeah. Yes! It was my first American nap! That's what I did! Yeah. 
Did you dream of the flag, son? I had my first American masturbation. Which, yeah. Uh, it's way better. The best. Yeah. It's way I watched, better. I watched TMZ while I jerked off on a bag of marshmallows. America. Oh, fuck yeah. That's great. Uh, well, I just congratulations. Thank I'm so, you. I'm so Thank glad. You. And then... We're launching a we're launching a video game podcast with Kumail is going to do a video game podcast yeah, for us. I think we're going to call it the Sandbox. The it's sandbox. not like a video game where you select what happens next on the podcast. It's a podcast about video. Games. I didn't say I never said choose your own adventure. Right. I yeah. said it was a po- it was a podcast yeah, about video games. Uh, sandbox, which is a derogatory term for Arab females. Also. <laughs> <laughs> hey. I can say that now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've learned actually, that right. Actually, technically, that makes you racist now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. America! Yeah! <laughs> Kumail Nanjani, everyone. Thank you. Thank you so much. We'll be launching your podcast in the next couple weeks. Now, there's, there's, two, there's two boys out there that have been doing it right for Uncle Sam for uh, part near 18 years now. These motherfuckers are great. One of them does have dual citizenship. He's a little Irish, but I don't hold that against him. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage Tom Lennon and Ben Garand. What happened? He's rubbing the tip. Oh, he's rubbing the tip of a... Yeah. What's happening over there? Oh, he's rubbing the tip of the sword. He's Excellent. rubbing the tip, yeah. Excellent. He's rubbing the tip. Welcome. It's called cause foreplay. Check <laughs> <laughs> me. That's how we roll. I thought cos- cosplay was when you played with Bill Cosby's balls. Uh, <laughs> now, look, look at the nerdist. I'm going to need you to don't. sign a release before you uh, work on <laughs> this release. Oh, yeah. don't, don't accidentally make a sweater with my pubes. <laughs> <laughs> Season five. Fuck yourself, really? Was <laughs> <laughs> that the one Look, where Raven yeah, Simone yeah. came yeah. in? Look, Matt Myra, you ain't <laughs> never had a sweater on your balls. <laughs> <laughs> but when you do, you know the name to trust is Kumail Nanjani, American U.S. of A. <laughs> Kumail Nanjani will drop a little Pakistani pudding on your chest. Your Bill Cosby sounds remarkably like Senor Arbolito, who sang our first podcast. Senor Arbolito! Like... I forgot about Senor Arbolito! Uh, oh, Bill Cosby sings Nerdcast. <laughs> it's a nerdist podcast. <laughs> it come to make you a sweater and some gloves. He also made a sweater. He made a scarf. The Nerdist Podcast made a scarf. I know that the Cosby slipped in the middle of that. (laughs) That's so confusing. That's really confusing. Yeah, Hardwick, you know. Oh fuck it. Now you'll never be able to break them apart. Confusing. Confusing. The Nerdist Podcast is gonna have sex on you. Have sex on you. And and I think it's gonna buy you a scarf too. It's gonna buy you a scarf and some gloves. I just know that. It never did. The podcast didn't do any of those things. No, as a matter of fact, everyone because the, well, there's a class action lawsuit about that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Everyone was supposed to get sex on you and a sweater and I believe gloves. <laughs> yeah. So it gets going all the way to the Supreme Court. I think Slide it's on the docket of the Supreme Court. Good luck on that. We yeah. uh, we were 
we started the podcast in February, I think, of 010. <laughs> Whoops. 010. <laughs> it's all right. There's a zero proceeding. Okay, good. It was this Super Bowl Sunday. The, this is why metric years make more sense. Yeah. Yep, you're right. You're right. <laughs> like on Star Trek. You know, you stick with a base 10. <laughs> you want a star yeah. date. Uh, 86.4 called. I called you on a Thursday and I said, Tom, we're gonna, I'm going to start a podcast with two friends of mine. Can we come over to your house and record you on Super Bowl Sunday because none of us watch football? And you were like, absolutely. I believe I said, what's the Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, have the champions of football come together? It's, it's, uh, Is that like a never-ending oh no. buster bowl? Did they find some way to reincarnate the great Pele? Is that, uh, it's like Formula One with some sort of American oh, no, <laughs> but you there's go back and forth without it being in a circle. There's a rotund object oui, in oui. the middle of Formula One. Oui. Ah, je voudrais. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we came over to your house and we That's literally right. just started recording. I went and spent like a thousand dollars on recording equipment that broke the next week, and then yep. um, well, it all it all eventually got stolen out of my Civic. Oh, that's right, uh, it got yeah. stolen out of your Civic. Uh, and then you buy get- American next time, dickweed. <laughs> I did, and the head gasket just blew. That's true. That's true. His jeep, his jeep, his jeep just, yeah. his jeep just ejaculated oil all yeah. over its, you its own You just got that. Jeep. Yep, sure did, Ben. Oh, <laughs> wow. Proud to be an American. We're Chrysler. You, you got that with the confidence that it would never break. Right. No, I assumed it would. Can I bring something up? I think I gave you a big speech about you how did. Jeeps are the greatest vehicle. You 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 the goddamn hat. Yeah, sorry Has anybody that. done the math on the fact that uh, bin Laden is basically killed inside Pakistan? Mm-hmm. About six weeks later, Kamal gets his citizenship. Interesting. Whoa. Do we not back. know? Do we not know he's the shooter? Yeah. Are we? Well, uh, are you Team Six? Yeah. Well, Team Seal Six team. was the Seal name team. of his uh, anti-USO comedy tour. So he was. Uh, <laughs> Kumail was hitting all of these uh, these these cells uh, yeah, yeah. inside Pakistan, and, and it's, it's so hard to get people to show up when oh you're yeah. anti-USO. And then Kumail comes out. Kumail, yeah. Kumail's doing jokes about Gears of War, and then. And then uh, Bin Laden's like, because he's a play Gears of War because he can't no, get course. out of the world. It's so, oh my God, it's so And retro. then he's like, yeah. and then Camille's like, what's the deal with shooting you in the face? Boom. Blam, blam. Yeah. That Do was it. the math, motherfuckers. Yep. So, uh, so thank you, Camille. Um, <laughs> I think we all remember where we were when we found out Bin Laden was killed. I certainly know where Matt was. Yeah. Uh, listeners yeah. of the podcast know where Matt was. Matt was, look, um, look how he's owning it now. When it first happened, he, could, Matt, he was no, no. so scared. Matt, Matt was enjoying I'm owning it now because Greta wasn't that mad when I got home. Uh, I'll, I'll, Matt, go, Matt, I'll go one further. That Matt, he, Matt was enjoying he tweeted a, uh, me immediately. Oh, he did. Well, Matt was enjoying a mouth bath, if you will. <laughs> uh, well, no way. Is that accurate? When Bin Laden, yeah, when he found out. Well, then the biggest how? bummer is he was also tweeting, texting me at the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have, I have the text. Gotta I got to tell my friend about this. Uh, <laughs> and then he hashtagged, uh, oh, wow. I have the text right here. Load earlier messages. <laughs> Matt Myra, there it is. Blah, blah, blah. Yes, on the terrace. Let's hang out at Cheesecake Factory. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> that better have been a cheat day. Come on. It Come wasn't. On. I didn't need Bin Laden, back. where are you? We got Bin Laden. It's in there somewhere. You guys, where are you? No. <laughs> weirdly, I, I don't know. Matt would always scream, we got Bin Laden whenever he would ejaculate. So it all, it was weirdly confusing. <laughs> USA, we have USA, covered this. And he, lo- he loves finishing in a girl's eye. So. <laughs> <laughs> you, took, you took out two of them. Oh, two down. Man down. Man down. Oh, man down. No, 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 no. no. Man, you can't keep shit inside, can man you? Down. <laughs> 
At, uh, By the way, so in my in my in my text messages with Matt and Myra, I've just gotten to the like inches inches on the iPhone about where are we meeting at the Renaissance Fair. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> in it to win it. It was fun. I bet it was. I mean, you know, that was, wasn't that the day? Then boom. Next, next that message, was the day, right? Next message after the Renaissance Fair. We got Bin Laden. Uh, wait, where is so it? So wait, there was a day. Oh, we got Bin Laden. There it is. What There's time, a day in our it? life that not only did I go to the Renaissance Fair. <laughs> oh, we got Bin Laden. We <laughs> fucking got Bin Laden later. <laughs> yeah, but then your response text is really funny. It says, uh, uh, Matt says, we got Bin Laden. <laughs> and Tom wrote, thanks to me in a book called The Secret. <laughs> The vision board paid off. The secret. Don't don't ever get on my bad side. I guess so. Obama just was able to uh, visualize a little bit better than Joe. It was on his. It was on his dream board. Yeah, it was on his vision board. His vision. Is that how do you know that terminology? Because I was in a sketch that made fun of the secret. Okay, good. You got the ironic. I read the book ironically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We were backstage and they were fl- flipping through. There's a giant book of, of suicide, suicide girls, girls. And, uh, and Tom. I guess Tom it just, visually. Tom just started going. This is the book of the worst dads in the world. Yeah. <laughs> that should be on the opposite side the of every uh, of every page. Just a guy going. Ah, sorry. I apologize. I'm sorry. Yeah. I do apologize to my wife, to yeah. my mom. And they probably all look like me. Did you ever get those? Did you ever get those cigarettes you went out for? Worst dads in the, the motherfucking world. world. Could you be? The worst dance in the world. Here, this will be good for our listeners. Everyone. Whoa! Holy shit! No fucking way! That one's holding a Chucky doll. Like pussies. Yeah. Look at this one. She's holding it. She's holding an infant, like basically a toddler, like Chucky-looking doll. Just put. Worst dads in, in the world. Ah, <sighs> this one, the tattoo above her vagina says Vita Bella. Vita Bella. <laughs> eh, because uh, my Vita Bella, which means the beautiful life. Uh, how you say above your vagina? My my pussy drapes. It means if you're here, hopefully you're not family. Los cubridores. Si. It's a never-ending pussy bowl. Señor Don Gato. A crazy breads are hanging yes. down. A cra- <laughs> Crazy bread. Crazy bread. Crazy bread. Crazy bread. See, see, like a two crazy Sweet breads that crazy smash bread. it together. And it's a $5 medium pizza. Yeah, you see, it's so very garlicky. It's very garlic. So your, your Italian references are from Olive Garden. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when you hear, we treat you like a family. And <laughs> Can I put my breadstick in your never-ending salad bowl? No, I'm... Uh, I'm going to leave. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Joe Rogan. <laughs> His podcast is doing very well. <laughs> I'm not knocking that. That's why you should aspire uh, to be that. A Mr. Madden. I like how you justify it. He's really popular, so that was funny. <laughs> what do you mean? mean? Yeah. Hey, that's not an insult, because that guy's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I like Rogan. That one that's like calling that me guy. Douche Springsteen. <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I do like Rogan. He's a nice guy. We gotta, I want him to get him on. He's huge. We're friends. Physically, yeah. yeah. He's physically he's huge. Like he, he can no, no, break you in half. No, no, he's but he's, he's not a huge guy. He's just he's just ripped. He's ripped. Yeah. That guy's fucking ripped. Crazy ripped. Crazy bread abs. Uh, you're in you're in good shape though, Tom Lennon. I always I always look at you. I always look at you and I go, that guy Tom Lennon. He's in really good. He's a handsome individual. All right. I should we skip out to the other? Yeah. Thing no, I want you to see this. Oh, <laughs> here's the thing. 
the yeah. I exercise the everything from my neck down, mm-hmm. and then booze makes my face funny sidekick. <laughs> <laughs> and there's nothing you can do about that. <laughs> you remember, you used to love booze. Oh my god, yeah. yeah. I used to man, I I just was swimming. Remember your face on booze? <laughs> it looked like me. I look like if and you don't, rent Terminator three. Oh my god. Or, are you or, in no, are you in T three? Not worth it. I'm in T three. I'm in T three. I look like and I the, said this. The I good s- one. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Terminatrix, the T X model. Uh, it's a mimetic poly alloy. Um, she, that is, she can take on the shape of anyone she touches. Um, out of the walls. I, I, I was, I, I look like my fat, stupid brother in older pictures. Like, I, yeah, I, welcome I to my fucking life. <laughs> you look great, though. You look great, Tom Lennon. Sure, great. except for the face. No, face, 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 right. face is nice. It's all right. Um, oh my god, that's because I rubbed the tip. Oh my god, you got to stop. <laughs> I'm gonna r- jump over there and rub the tip of there. You guys are really ready for Comic Con, which is about three weeks away. We got three some time. Away. Two weeks away. Are you guys going to? Uh, yeah, I'm going to be the TARDIS. You're you're going to be the TARDIS? Yeah, that's you're awesome. <laughs> that's oh. not the same. Oh, you thing. mean like in real life? In you fairness, that means were... that a lot of us could fit inside a of you. Box yep. <laughs> Make it happen. Make it happen. Don't stop. Make it happen. Why are we even going to bother continuing the show? Don't stop. Make it happen. Stage time. For those of you at home, Jumping he's up. doing an end Jumping zone up. dance. That was sort of an end zone dance that he did for you at home. Yeah. Should have died then. <laughs> just, and by the way, just, so, how you just so you know, just so you know, comedy accidents are way worse than regular accidents because they're pure, like they're they're pure vanity accidents. That you didn't have to be jumping off the chair. The story's bad. By the way, I was going back for the third high five. Third high five. Some yeah. people would call that just that's that's greedy. Yeah. <laughs> we had high fived twice. The bummer part is, I always feel like if I do something like that and I hit my face in the ground and someone gets video of it, it'll be the most viewed video I've ever put on the internet. <laughs> of, of all the stuff I've Tell tried. me about it. Oh, yeah, it's Matt Myra! Um, Matt Myra. Matt versus golf cart. Matt versus golf cart. <laughs> Google it. Google it. Google, Google it. True Ow. TV. Is that golf cart still around? Sure is. Bertha. How's it doing? Good. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> name, I heard name the golf cart. <laughs> the second you name golf carts that almost kill you, you have empowered them. Yeah, yeah. It's like Moby It Dick. had a name yeah. before it took me out. That you was are, the problem. You are not knitting during this. <laughs> You're luck. No, no, I love it. Are you knitting? You better be working on my TARDIS. Are you knitting and a TARDIS? Knitting, She's knitting, knitting me a TARDIS. That's okay, here we go again. We better all fit inside. Cause I know. <laughs> Tom, no, push. Don't do it. Those oh, chairs are it. terrible. Oh, no. What are you doing? Don't do it. Tom. Oh. Well, said it was going to happen. Well, said it was going to fucking happen. All the cameras go up. I don't know if you've ever met Harvey Levin, but you're about to. No. And he shit his pants, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be Harvey Levin stand up there with a sippy cup and a bunch of cubicles. What you guys got? And somebody's going to be like, well, I heard Tom Lennon from Reno 911 fell off a stage the other night at some nerd hive. Yeah. <laughs> oh, are you okay? I'm, I'm great. That's my job. Not my job is that. <laughs> my job as a professional clown is to fall down and get up and laugh. I yelled as you were diving through the air, you have a two-year-old. <laughs> uh. 
Tell me about it. That's the fucking easy way out. You, you, you obviously have not had a two-year-old lately. Lately. But you're thinking like, hey, what would take me out right now? But I'm sleepy. And you know what? But you are you are Tom Lennon and Ben Garant, two of the most productive people mm. I I know. It's in it's like you'll you'll disappear for a, like a week or two, and it's like I just wrote a script. I I don't know how. And I guess that's because you have this book, uh, Writing Movies for Fun and Profit, How We Made a Billion Dollars at the Box Office, and You Can Too. Um, I love hearing, I love talking backstage and hearing that you said that that because of this book, all the people that used to shit on you are being nice to you now. For, for a minute, at least, yeah. yeah. It's the first thing that we've ever written that's gotten actually good reviews. <laughs> <laughs> that can't yeah. be true. It's not totally a joke true. at all. It's not a joke at all. Not it's a joke totally even true. a little bit. Yeah. But the state in Reno. And hated, the state, hated. The state, the state was got hated. negative one and a half or two, negative two stars in the New York Post when it came out. Everybody now is like, ah, oh, it was so cool. When we came out, it was a shitstorm of hate. People, People hated that show. May I, may I quickly paraphrase the New York Post's uh, well, Michelle Bianculli? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's okay. It's only 19 years later. I remember. Uh, to be fair, it she only, could be dead. She it's could be okay. Dead. It only burned into my retina. <laughs> and I've become an idea. That's just, just you just taking her out. Yeah. You just, no. You just fucking staring yourself in the mirror and her name is up there yeah. and you're just carving fade in on your yeah. fucking no, chest. Shit. You've seen, I have, the, I have the full memento tattoos all the way down. <laughs> um, so what she said is that the word-for-word quote was that every MTV executive who gave a green light to the state should be given a mandatory urine test. Uh, uh, Very clever, Michelle. Nascent Peter Panism. Nascent Peter Panism. The worst thing on television ever, Mm -hmm. uh, New York Post. Yeah. (laughs) I I love it when they go to the old superlative bin. It's really really the worst thing you've ever ever? seen. Have you seen even every episode of Mr. Ed? To know... (laughs) (laughs) Good show. I like how someone's reaction... Oh, it's yeah. a classic. Yeah. See? Uh, How job. dare you? Good Wait, job. didn't you the state start three years after ALF? I mean... <laughs> you yes. Way <didn't>... yeah. <laughs> after ALF. Yeah. Yes. Hey, Willie. I always could do an ALF impersonation. Yeah. You're welcome. When are you going to um, do it? <laughs> <laughs> Hipster rage. <laughs> uh, is that all you got? Oh, what a great <laughs> what a great thing to dress as for Comic Con, hipster rage. Hipster. <laughs> it's oh like your God. curly mustache has fists. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Bowler hat. I yeah. always think the curly you're mustache. So mad that you're tattoo, not a, tattoo of yourself right yeah. here. I have a <laughs> like. I have a theory that the curly mustache is basically like a mustache representation of a shrug. Like it's like nah, I don't want to be on this guy's fucking face either. Like. <laughs> I, I think a hipster hipster rage would be fucking awesome for Comic Con. Let's do it. I don't know. I don't know what that would be. I guess maybe it would be. It would be that. The what? It sounds like a band. Well, get back to your knitting, madam. <laughs> go, go yarn bomb someone. <laughs> we got there's someone yarn bombed one of our uh, one of the rafters here. There's a yarn yarn bombing is when a crafty person like goes in and like. If you're not knitting, you're dressed as the shittiest Wolverine I've ever seen. He's got three on each hand. Do the math! That's more Lady Deathstrike. Do the math! Do those knitting needles hurt when they come out? Every time. Every time. Ting! Click, 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 click. Do those mustache fists hurt when they... Fuck it. Every time. Every time. So, you You know I'm coming to you in a minute. You're very... You're very... And uh, this is the time I really pass away. (laughs) 
<laughs> pass away is so gentle. And you, would, you would be obviously you would haunt this space, correct? Yeah. Oh fuck yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I was already into the comic book ghost before being a ghost here. No, his his ghost would go and rape Michelle Binoche or whatever her name was, the reviewer. She might she might not be alive anymore. That's always the no, weird. She's, she's alive and that's well. That's always the weird scene in Ghostbusters. Her name is when... Michelle Bianculi and she's alive and well, or whatever her fucking name is. It's close. In Ghostbusters, close. when Ray imagines getting a blowjob from a ghost, and you're kind of like, what? But that was well, a whole other scene weird. that they shot. That yeah. was that was a full scene. Yes, but leaving that much in made me go, what? Yeah. Also, no, they me... left a tiny window into Dan Aykroyd. Somebody above him should have been like, we don't need to see that. Let's just close this window. Yeah, was, we don't like, need the weird like. I want to imagine Donna Dixon blowing you. Yeah, that's a And that was that was one of those moments that with my parents when that happened, I was like, I I don't know what they're doing. Uh, You had clearly not seen Doctor Detroit. I did see Doctor Detroit. What happened there? I will use my chiropractic skills negatively. Yes. What What happened? Yeah. There. I don't. I think it was. You know. Yeah. Not, I, I don't He's think. He's a big speed user. Well, they. They. they I think they were all doing uh, some some a lot of stuff, uh, a lot little, of stuff. Uh, stuff like there. But then, you know, it, so, some of the some of those Second City based characters were very big, and and you if you see the deleted scenes from Ghostbusters, there are scenes you see the stuff they cut out, and you and you watch, and you go. That's good that he cut that out. Oh, Do you yeah. know that his first draft of Ghostbusters was 320 pages? Jesus Christ. <laughs> and, and like the, the, the movie Ghostbusters uh, is the first 200 pages of it. That's all right. Uh, oh, beer steward. Arigato. Yeah, I got it, Stella's in one side it, of my support. It, it, it was about a future world where there were multiple teams of Ghostbusters, where ghosts had taken over the earth, and they were, and they were a competing team of Ghostbusters. Oh, it had wow. been franchised. It was just a mad, 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 mad. And, 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 and like Evan Reitman said, like that's pretty fucking weird. What about just you and uh, Bill Murray or hunting ghosts? Well, they can, wanted... I, can I get blown by a ghost? Yeah. Yes. Done. Yeah. They wanted uh, John Candy uh, in the Rick Moranis uh, role, but yeah. John Candy wanted to play it as like a weird German guy. And they said, we had uh, we had lunch with Harold Ramis one time, and he explained everything in the world to us. Yes. <laughs> uh, and hate, now that's I, in I, this book. I don't want to be the the wise old rabbi, but, but let me say this to you: Lenin, Grant, don't do anything you don't love. Like he 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 gave us yeah. like a, a lecture, and then he said, um, I don't know if you saw a movie uh, called Analyze This. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, well, we're here pitching you analyze this too. So we analyze that. Believe it or not, we did watch it before we met you on this. <laughs> and he said, I had no interest in making that movie until I thought it was about how fathers get drawn into violence and then they abandon their sons. <laughs> Are you serious? And yes. And it's a cycle. Yeah. And it's a cycle. Yeah. Wow. And we're sitting there eating salads, going like. Oh wait, you want me to for wait what? What the <laughs> fuck? What the fuck did you just say? You mean the one where Robert De Niro's man and Billy Crystal's his friend? Yep. <laughs> That's about the cycles of violence and little boys left on their own to raise Oh fuck it. This I, now I hate this salad. <laughs> that was how that lunch went. Was that oh, when you sucked. pitched the movie to Billy Crystal? Yes. 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 A couple days later, we pitched to Billy Crystal. There's one page in this book that says uh, you may get to pitch a uh, movie to Billy Crystal. Then the word dick. That's the end of the page. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's the end of the chapter. That's the end of the chapter. Yeah. You pitch a movie to Billy Crystal? Do we pitch Analyze This too, which we were calling Analyze, Analyze That or Analyze This Due. Analyze Due. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It was good. And you know, it, we were, it was weird because we were very scared of De Niro. Mm-hmm. 
Turns out, the loveliest guy you ever want to meet. De Niro was his sweetheart. De Niro was great. Kind of a dick. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It was horrible. And we're like, well, this is weird. Because De Niro literally is how is the origin story of The Godfather. Yeah. Yes. And he's a fucking taxi driver. He's, he's scary sipping, as shit. He's he sipping like nice a tea one. out of like a thing, and he's like, you guys did the best. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't be lovelier. We, and we, Billy Crystal's like, why would I do that? Oh, why? Why? We, Comic we, energy. What's my... What's, what, why? And then De Niro's just like, I got well, this uh, sleepy, Billy, uh, sleepy time tea. He's like... It, Billy Crystal hey, go. Billy Crystal, could, maybe you don't understand. We each get $20 million if we do this movie. Why would I do that? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Billy's like, but I need a taller guy who's good at sports. <laughs> Is that a sports reference? The movie. That's a, a My Giant. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, My Giant. My Giant. And the other one where he played the referee. My uh, uh, Forget Paris. Yeah. The riff. Other guy. No, not but he, he like uh, the, he he said uh, maybe you should lose the tie while wow, you wore a tie. Uh, he he was very aggressively hostile about uh, the tie I was wearing, which was a tie that my grandfather left me. Uh, uh, and, and like my grandfather had two ties because he, he worked for the railroad and he gave me both of his ties. Oh. And so and he was very aggressively hostile. It was not but, a good scene. Yeah, Crystal, and we, yeah. we found out later that he had his own version of Analyze Two that he wanted to do. Yeah. But he didn't say in the room, but in the room he was just very, very like nice tie. Maybe we should lose the tie. So let me ask you this: when, that's when, a horrible tie. <laughs> and, and and like we're pitching this thing, and I'm like, yeah, my grandfather who worked for 45 years on that one. He probably sensed that connection, and that's what made him angrier. Boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom, yeah. boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you when you go to pitch a movie, like analyze that. Do you do you have how much of it do you have to write? Do you just come up with a basic? Like, no, a no, basic no. Page? You you have the entire movie. Yeah. Oh, what? So oh, the, no, no, no. Never pitch a movie that you can't answer every question about the whole movie. Yeah, you should be able to. Yeah. Did you write the entire script? Or did you just, no, you no, just no. Wrote no. A we outline the, the whole entire movie, movie in your yeah. head and be able to condense it to ten minutes. Yeah. Wow. And if yeah. your pitch is over ten minutes, it will never sell. Ever. Because you guys, these are rules. You guys are these in this are, amazing not, business where you yeah. have <laughs> you've got just like a shitload of movies that you've sold. Like, how do you – could you literally just wake up one morning and go, uh, Ben, uh, I have an idea for its movies about – That implies uh, that we're in the same bed, which is weird. <laughs> ben, 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 wake up. <laughs> Jenny, move over. It's Ben. Make room for Ben. In, in fairness, in fairness, we get on the Teletubby tube, which is a thing that we have, uh, where adorable. we dress up like Teletubbies and see each other. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> it's like the movie Topsy Turvy. <laughs> Only not a, nowhere near as upbeat. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you how many how many movies have you written so far? We've had eight films made, a couple in pre-production right now. Holy shit! Meaning we've written together. There's nothing to applaud no, for. One it's, guy. One guy. It's fucking yeah. miserable way yeah. to be. Yeah. Uh, no, we've. Uh, which means I suspect we've written like beginning 20. to end the script twenty to twenty-five probably scripts. Jeez. Yeah. And, well, again, and, nothing and, to cheer about. And we've never written a spec. Like they're they're no. always on assignment. They're always for yeah. that's what the, the book is about writing for studios. Mm-hmm. Like we've never. Well, by the way, the book is back. not a joke. I don't know if it seems like a joke because the title's a goof and there's there's a lot of cleavage on the cover. Yeah. The book is deadly serious, which is if you want to conquer the studio movie system. This is everything we know. It's which, and it's a short book. Yeah. <laughs> and and great quotes right in the cover. These two guys are the reason Night at the Museum won so many Oscars. Ben Stiller. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Hundred percent accurate. <laughs> we asked him for a quote, and he came back with ten things. That was the one that, uh, among a couple, that were really funny. <laughs> I just, I just slipped right over to chapter fourteen. Herbie, fully loaded. WTF happened? Yeah. <laughs> and then a picture. Oh, no, of Lilo. You'll, you'll love the chapter headings, and they're all. You know, there's a lot of information. In I mean, this is this this. this but is it, really... it's it's really not like 
well, I think it's a funny book and it's fun. And you don't even need to write screenplays to enjoy the stories in this book. If you happen to be interested in the movie business at all, it's your book. It's really a good time. You got it through is, yeah. it. You got through as much of it as you could. Yeah, yeah. I'm through a hundred and some, hundred and ten. Some. I, I that just started. Really By the way, no, 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 no. It's over hundred and ten. Almost through it. <laughs> You're almost able to finish the whole thing, man. I, uh, <laughs> I am in the process of finishing it, uh, and I got to tell you, it is fantastic. Like the it, the advice is all excellent, and it's like a lot of questions you, if you ever thought about maybe. Writing a movie or how this well people shit people works. always ask you I'm sure they always yeah, yeah, yeah. go how do I get into the movie business you just go here and you can just hand them a book yes and tell them to go to go read it yeah and it's all like it's all like oh fuck I, and by the way we're, I you know, we have a very accurate view of our career we've written some movies that were amazing we've written some movies that uh, turned out weirder you know the script that <laughs> how much control do you have like once you turn a script in? zero zero so they what, can, they the can way bring that I describe people. it is like when you sell someone your car. Mm-hmm. They're allowed to change the preset stations on the radio. <laughs> Turn it off power. So all of a sudden you're like, what the? F- oh my God, what happened? Yeah. Yeah. These are none of the stations and I would have like, chosen. They can drive by your house and you seem just jerking off on the dashboard and flipping you off. And you're like, I can't do anything like, about that. Right. You you're ruining my script. Yeah. Doesn't no. matter. It's not yours. You, by, by nature of the fact that you sold it, it is not yours. It's their script yeah. after you sell it. Do you yeah. get emotionally attached at all? Or are you just like, you turn in, you're like, we if did our you job. Do, and you won't survive in this business very long. Mm-hmm. You need to be uh, – one of the great things about the state, uh, the comedy group that we used to be in and are technically still in, is that every day at 3 p.m. in the state, the whole group would pitch each other material. And yeah. this was amazing. It meant that from 3 p.m. till the next 3 p.m., you had to write as much as you could possibly write. And then at 3 p.m., you'd be in a room with 10 people who all they wanted in the entire world was not for your sketch to make it on TV. <laughs> yeah. And so you're because pitching if the it guys. Did, you're in direct. It's it very it capitalistic. Yes. Yeah, yes. totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, it was fucking like claw your way out. It yeah, was, it was become an idea. And also a yes. group, a group of, it's like, uh, of like academic comedy lovers that was. It was probably you call them academic comedy lovers. I'd just say dicks. Yeah. <laughs> was there was there anyone that as, you could as one of them? Was there any, was there one that you could, anyone that you could never make laugh? Where you're like, God damn it, I can't I, fucking break I, him. I have spent more hours of my life fighting with Ken Marino. Oh my god. <laughs> than yeah. I've spent doing any other thing except possibly masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, don't envy me. My life is is, a, is is somewhere in between arguing with Ken Marino and masturbating to Helen Mirren. <laughs> She's uh, she comes what? up a lot in the book. She holds up. She comes she up a lot up, in the book. She holds yeah. up. Jonah, you read more pages in one day than Matt read in three days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm really smart. Um, yeah. Actually, the way Jonah reads books is he goes on to Amazon and reads the reviews and tries to piece together. <laughs> That's what a, that was why one time, are they losing right? any weight? Uh, <laughs> you and America. <laughs> but it's just sort of it's like a thing. Like, listen. Uh, it, you know, you've written a book that has the, you know, up to this point, the sum total of your knowledge and your experience. Yes. And if someone, I mean, I feel like any book that you buy that uh, is in the field that you're interested in, even if it's something that you that you don't agree with cover to cover, you still should read every book that you can get your hands on. We make it very clear that this, if you're out for oh, Independent not- Spirit Awards or Oscars, this is not your book. No, like 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 we love those movies. That's my my Blu-rays are that. This book is for my, working in the studio yeah. system. Like, my favorite and, movie ever is My Life as a Dog. Mm-hmm. When, yeah. when I it go home, didn't make, a, make 
fucking any money at all. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, and I watch like anime and like yeah. like uh, you know battle royale. I, I watch well, like battle royale. Let me read the part of the introduction. But 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 it's that they didn't make those here in Hollywood, California. Yeah. <laughs> and, and 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 so it's like if Vancouver. You, yeah, and it's like you saying like you know I like making crafted furniture, but I live in an oil rig to make oil. Right. The what the furniture you make doesn't matter. Well, you're on the oil rig, and the oil rig is Los Angeles, and Los Angeles is, in my opinion, as horrible to live on as an oil rig. And you're and you're and you're, and you're not here for the scenery. You're here to 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 learn the business, and this is what this. But also, but also, but also, you know, navigating that business um, well allows you to then have the resources to go make the passion projects that you want. Which we're, we're, we're both doing that doing. Now. Yeah, 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 yeah. But by the way, you got to have like eight hits before you do that. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Otherwise, you live on the street. Well, that's why we did Reno. We did Reno yeah. because Reno was like this. It was like five hundred thousand an episode, which mm-hmm. is for television nothing. Yeah. And so they let us do that show with no supervision, and we just did it. And, and like, so now we're like, you know, let's try to like, channel that energy that into movies. Fucking, I, every time I hear that, I get, I get, I get happy, and then I get angry because so much of the system doesn't just let people do that and it's like you go oh yeah you just let the funny people be funny and then you got a thing and then but they all try to get their hands at like louis show he just makes his thing he's funny it's, it's super a great cheap. show because it's super cheap so that's so you think that's the that's part of the formula is super cheap like the, the the less money people it's not your money it's other people's money which means that they're spending it which means that they get a vote. i think that you're a contractor of- like and if you're building a kitchen for somebody you put the sink where they fucking want the have sink you ever, have you ever pitched to adult swim before no, no. Part they, of, they, their budgets are way too part low, of their, even part, for us, but, even for Reno. But they do a, that on purpose for exactly what you said because freedom, they know freedom. They, they get freedom. If freedom. their budgets get to a certain point, then like people in the higher up, you know, at Turner or whatever, be like, well, what are you doing over there? Yeah. And so they don't touch them if the budgets are like whatever they are, 120 grand an episode or yeah. whatever they are. Yeah, it's, it's, free, it's, it's freedom. And now like all the studios have a micro budget division, which is a new thing that just happened within the last few years, which is two million or under. And if you can make a movie for two million or under, it literally doesn't wake up the accounting department. It's like two million. Oh, that's what we spent on catering on a Sandler movie. Oh, yeah. you know, like yeah. we must have had to park Will Smith's bus. Yeah, right. That's what they think. And so, and now there are all these. And he just did one in in Vancouver with oh, yeah. uh, Craig Robinson, and and he's now uh, writing and, and, and starring in one that's shooting with Rob Riggle. Yeah. And it's like these low budget movies that if it's low budget enough, you have enough freedom. Stay off the radar. Stay off the radar. It's like in Barton Fink when they say uh, the head of the studio he has, has taken, taken uh, interest. interest. Yeah. <laughs> what you never want is the head of the studio to have taken a He's taken an interest. I told him it was great. great. Yeah, yeah, you're fucked. As soon as people are interested in what you're doing, you're fucked. So let's hear a little bit of the introduction. Oh, so here's the introduction. It's called Introduction. Quit now or you might just get rich. <laughs> so you want to write movies for scratched out fun and profit. By now you've noticed the words fun and have been crossed out from the title of this book. And for good reason. This is not some fruity Robert McKee screenwriting guide that's going to help you crack your story. This book is not for fun. It's a guide to writing hit movies that make you and the studio piles of money, period. Yes, we know there was a period at the end of that sentence, but we added the word period to show you how very serious we are. <laughs> Exclamation point. He spelled out. Yeah. If you want to write art house films, please put, the, put this book down immediately and go gaze longingly out the window. <laughs> We have no practical information for how to write Adam Egoyen films or the kind of films they show at Angelica Film Center in Robert McKee loving Greenwich Village. <laughs> we do have an appreciation for art house, fil- art house films, especially the ones where you see Helen Mirren's boobs. <laughs> 
Blah, blah, blah. So I have an idea for a movie with uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal, and she uh, runs a sandwich shop, and Mm -hmm. then she just expresses all of her feelings through her sandwich makings, Mm -hmm. and there's a really great soundtrack. It's kind of like, sort of indie, like, I want to make a life for America. Mm -hmm. So it's an American Chunking Express? Yeah, exactly, exactly. (laughs) But a little bit of money. Megan Gyllenhaal is nothing Uh, like that chicken Chunking Express. (laughs) A little bit of Michel Gondry in there, and then will I make a lot of money with that movie? Here's, here's what I'd say about that. Let's, let's start by throwing away everything from your idea in the garbage. Oh. <laughs> sometimes Maggie Gyllenhaal, while I really respect her, sometimes she reminds me of a Dora the Explorer balloon that's starting to deflate. Her face is distracting. Stop it. How dare you? How dare you? I just said that she looks like a Dora the Explorer. I made balloon. the mistake of seeing the that Dark was left of out in the sun. She kind of looks like uh, that Simpsons episode where like uh, they blow up the crusty balloon to show. <laughs> to, and then she, they, they blow it up too much, and it turns out to be the guy that just. Who are we talking out? about? Future not Nerdist podcast guest yeah. Maggie Gyllenhaal. <laughs> the fact that the three most interesting, rich, powerful people in Gotham City were obsessed with her, I didn't buy. <laughs> I think that her face had a stroke, but no one told her. <laughs> I might cut when that out. When is she coming on? I might cut when that out. When is she coming on? I'm just going to... I'm going to tweet that's, these that's comments like, right that's, now. That's AV Club wow. comment thread meme. <laughs> that is, yes. Wow. Yes, shit. it is. Now, Maggie all shitstorm raining down at Chris Hardwick's Nerdist Stravaganza. No, no, no. I'm Dane Cook. Good uh, crazy. <laughs> Matthew, we're going to have a little bit of a conversation. And the Go conversation ahead, is someone... Yes. I don't remember who, but some some little guy came to us a couple weeks ago. Go, no, not that. that he, Jonah's a big, big, tall guy. Little guy came to us and was like, they were mean to me on the internet. They said the worst things available. And then Who? here, it's Math, Matthew. And then here's Matthew do- doling out the worst thing he can think of. I don't What was so bad about that? <laughs> I just they just Say it again. They, they say it for, again. They see forgot how, to uh, tell her. Can that you please her. read that back on the transcript, please? Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> do another voice. Uh, it says here. Uh, Why is a fucking Nazi working in the court system? What it says here oh. is that Maggie Gyllenhaal looks like her face had a stroke, but nobody told her. I'm sorry, you're out. Uh, be the same. <laughs> We're just, you're just making more work for me on purpose of things I have to cut out you of the really podcast. You really do like Joe Rogan a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I believe it was he who first said that her face looked like a Dora the Explorer balloon that was left out in the sun. Because I know I don't know anyone else who was. So, so chapters one I through ten are Maggie Chilton. What we were talking about? Yeah. We're talking about. We're talking about your butt. It was just. I was just trying to pitch you like a like an indie oh, movie, a movie like, idea. And you and so you. But Katie Holmes's face was so symmetrical. <laughs> Are She's we? Are we going to? We're not letting it go. Are we, are we opening this can of worms? We're right not letting now? it go. box. Yeah. We're going to start deconstructing who Bruce Wayne should have been trying to throw it in in, in, in Batman. Oh, wow. Oh, the cosplayers. Link, are we doing Link, a podcast Link, called... They have an opinion about this. Link got upset. Why so nerdiest? <laughs> um, so, uh, Here's the thing. That movie is never going anywhere. Let's talk about something else. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the Batman films? No, no, no. I meant his thing about Maggie Gyllenhaal. What is she doing? She opens a sandwich store? She opens a sandwich store, and she and there's this guy, and like he's Who's really... Who's the guy? Um, the guy is uh, Aaron Eckhart, and uh, <laughs> he's really like button up. 
yeah. uh, guy, and then she's just sort of a free spirit, and then she teaches him through sandwich making. Mm-hmm. This is Chunking Express. You Wait saw a second. Chunking Express, right? <laughs> <laughs> what? And there's, like, no, there's nothing really happens, but there's just a lot of really pretty portraits. What if her... Chunking Express, you saw it. Yeah. They play California Dreaming. What if her favorite patron is Christian Bale's character from The Fighter? Ooh. Nah, I don't know. No, no, no absolutely not. It's a horrible idea. What? Uh, so what movie? By, by the way, this is a good point. Our, a lot of our book dis, uh, discusses the idea of you will have wonderful ideas for films in Hollywood. Mm. Mm. Walk it off. Walk it off. <laughs> um, not what? Not that's what they want not here. what they're making. Yeah. Here's the problem: they already bought. Based on the title, every book that came out last year. Yeah. Every book. And I'm not game. fucking kidding at all. Yeah. Did they buy writing movies for fun and profit? They're, they're about sure to. They oh my God. Yeah. And uh, Lowell Gans and Babalu Mandel will do the first draft. <laughs> but it's um, it's going to be an all star cast starring. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Drew Barrymore. Yeah. Aaron Eckhart. Aaron Eckhart. <laughs> Joe Rogan. <laughs> A TARDIS. <laughs> Michelle blah, 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 the reviewer. They put her in the movie just to piss you guys off. I really thought you were going to say Ja Rule, and I was like, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm down. I'm, I'm down. Yeah. Wolverine's pubic thicket. <laughs> you can trim it, but it just grows right back. Doesn't yeah. matter. No, you So basically, with Wolverine, all they did was they just put him in a hot tub and they injected metal into him, and then he had perfectly formed knives in his hand. I thought they were surgically implanted, right? Well, not according to uh, the origin story. I missed. He had he had these bony claw, these bony protrusions that that would come out, and then they basically just inject him with liquid metal, and then just they turn into razor blades. Adamantium. It was adamantium. Adamantium. I know. I know. It was adamantium. The um, the material that uh, singer Adam Ant. It didn't make him sing. It didn't make him sing. Good times like these. <laughs> we wish so many clothes. Knows. We wish we, we had, had not singing so many clothes. So we lose enough. A- actually, I feel like Hugh Jackman would sing that song. It'd be great. He'd nail it. Oh my god! Yeah. Then the following <laughs> ancient history, you fucking for you, well, you fucking for me. <laughs> Yeah. Pretty good. I love Adam Ant unironically. I really uh, no, do. Yeah, where good. is it? What? Yeah. what Did I tell you you're wonderful? Like that song. Fucking what a great song, Adam Ant. Yeah. Not so much. Not so much, John. Adam Ant. Anyone in the that room who can get Adam Ant on the phone right now? <laughs> now, last time, Fucking, that would be the, the, la- the last live podcast we did here was with Robert Kirkman and Damon Lindelof came on stage, and he, Damon, Damon Lindelof said, I'll, uh, "Anyone to draw this weird thing we just described, I'll give you a thousand dollars." Two people did. He sent them a thousand dollars in cash. Right. They're doing their drawing. We may not offer that's you a thousand dollars. That's TV money. But if you, yeah, I know, and he just that's got a big TV Disney money. deal too. So you, if you, yeah. can anyone get Adam Ant on the phone? Right. <laughs> Checks out. Anybody, anybody get Adamant yet? No? no one got Adamant on the phone. Oh, fuck it, I'll do it myself. <laughs> is he on Twitter? Did you see Jubilee, the musical porno that Adamant is in? No. Starring, starring Little Nell from Rocky Horror Picture Show. I did not. And Roger Daltrey as uh, Roger com- Daltrey. Yep. Yeah, as as the composer, as uh, oh, oh Mozart. No, 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 no. B- uh, Pete Bach. Townsend. And then, Handel. He's doing, and then he's just doing research looking yeah. at kitty porn. Yeah, it's a. Uh, Chopin. Adamant is the star of a musical porno directed by Ken Russell in the 70s, starring mm. him and Nell from uh, Little Rocky Horror Picture Which Show. Which one was that? And they sing. Yeah. 
Jubilee. What, and was it like actual, like, like uh, full uh, penetration? Yeah, 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 it was great. And Adam Ant sang three songs. It's great. Did he fuck anybody in it? Yes. Really? Yes. Adam yes. Ant? It's Ken Russell. Okay, yeah. Can I say Adam Ant is not the porn name you want? <laughs> it's true. He could fuck 50 times his own. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Check to the mate. He could pick up the if that biggest that me, I would have high-fived the fuck out of you. And <laughs> You're not going to do another stage dive. It's high five. very likely. Stage dive, high-five. Very, very likely. Da, da. Next, next time shirt comes off and I, we just fucking do it. Close uh, the stage dive, high-five. I have an actual question. This mm. might be weird. Mm. What is the, of, of the movies you guys have had made, mm. what is your favorite? Um, also, what's your perfect Sunday? <laughs> My perfect Sunday just is gardening. spent. Yeah. I wake just up with having Tom. a big yeah. basket of beignets. Yeah. Then uh, we go spazier oh, no. around the antique markets. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Then I guys, decoupage. Fuck, I and then decoupaging a screen. I fuck what I call full-size Oompa Loompas. <laughs> and make them fight to the death. Regular people Painted. who are orange... Oh. With white mutton chops. <laughs> well, the Oompa Loompas only... Oompa Loompas are like goldfish. They, they grow however much room they have Precisely. in their environment. Yeah, yeah. So we Wonka them keeps them little trapped in these We cables. call them God's yeah. fuck koi. Yeah. <laughs> Willy Wonka's fuck koi. Yeah. So that's my Sunday afternoon. They are... And I, you the know, great wait, thing about Tom, them is... I have to stop you. I just have to okay. make this moment. I don't know why, but okay. This moment, I think. I think one of my new favorite things in the world mm-hmm. is is just labeling Oompa Loompas in Wonka's factory mm-hmm. as uh, God's God's, God's fuck koi mm-hmm. that he keeps around. That yeah. is the, one of the most genius. Mm-hmm. That is one of the most genius analogies. They swim around in chocolate, and then you fuck that. <laughs> yeah, that's not chocolate. That's yeah. shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, God's uh, that's how always dare a you. That's how dare you. That's where we draw the line, sir. How dare you? How dare you? If you're going to fuck them, they should swim in chocolate. <laughs> Kumail's only been here for a day. You're going to... How dare you? How dare you? This is not the America how I know. How dare you? My friend just met America today. <laughs> <laughs> Proud to be an American. Just can't do it. I just can't do it. So what, that was a good question. What is what, what was is, your question, Matt? Of the of the movies you've had made, not that you've written, but had made, what is your favorite? Uh, I will I will for sure say Night at the Museum, which I think is a really great movie. Woo! It is a great movie. Yeah. yeah, it turned out great. Yeah, I, I like that one. And, and like and and Reno, does the box office gross have anything to do with that? I'll throw out <laughs> a weird one. Uh, no, Matt, but this is a good point. I will throw out a weird one, which is my second favorite movie of ours. Is the last cut before yeah. the very last cut yeah. of a movie yeah. called You Are Going to Prison, which I thought was which, amazing. It was our the first la- strip. The, the cut before the cut you saw was fucking great. Really cool. And then the music was the it had, White Stripes. It was um, uh, Meg it was, White, right, of, of yeah. the White Stripes. Boom, boom. And just so the whole the music drums, was the whole just drums. Was really cool. 
It had a dark ending. It didn't yeah. have like the weird produced open with the celebrities. Oh, like the ooh, last ooh. cut that of it me out so bad before the studio. And Bob is a friend, and we we love yeah, Bob, and, and we're and very I've close. To him about and this. even Bob will admit, like that movie went haywire in the middle because a lot but, of weird people got but, involved. But the, the studio was like, okay, we bought this weird, dark, great little fucking comedy, and it's super cheap, and it's great, and let's do it. And then, like in the last, on the ten yard line, people, middle people at the studio started to say, you know what? I think we could open this wide. If we gave it this a happy ending, this is the ending, big movie. Yeah, if we get, if we, if we remember, give it a happy ending, remember the part where Will, Will Arnett gets fucked by Chai McBride. If we'll we let, cut yeah. all that out, give it a happy ending and give it a really poppy well, score. Well, the other thing, if you, if yeah, you cut they, that, and like, then, most like, of the movie makes no sense. Then, yeah, well, the, yeah. The, the the cut before the last cut was a fucking great. Watch taxi out driver for the middle and funny as shit. It was really good. Yeah. Well, Tom and Ben, all I'm saying is, if you came to this business to make a movie that you love, you were in the wrong fucking business, my friend. Oh. I rent those, the and, they're, and they're from overseas, mostly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think, but, the but you guys... The Lives of Others, that's a great rental. You me, <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. That movie's amazing. I would never have thought of that shit ever. <laughs> Tale of Two Sisters made like six, 7,000 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> but then don't you He's feel... He's exaggerating, like, of course. No, it but didn't make that much that movie money. Never and, that's, that much and that's money. Korean money, which is... Yeah, it's not really the same. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you ever feel like, uh, because, because, you, because you approach it as a business, you know, if someone's like, well, God damn it, that just means you're writing movies you don't want to write, and blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah, what, yeah. What, what do no, you, exactly. what's your response exactly. Yeah, exactly. No, the response is, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny because it's weird because a lot of the people who sort of like are ripping on movies that we write say a lot of the sort of things that we might say about movies we write, which is, you know, we, the point of the book is, we write movies, big studio tentpole movies as a job. And it's one of the best jobs in the world. Great job. So if you would like to have this job, here's all of the tricks to do it and all of the secrets that you need to know. The fact is, um, when you are a writer in the studio system, you are the second lowest person on the totem pole. Maybe the lowest. Maybe it's, the lowest. You know, Maybe we're so below Crafty. Like, <laughs> like crafty. Studio, studio security. You no, can't no. fire Crafty because no, there's not it. that many. Someone's got to make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Yep. Yeah. There's much more writers Fucking around the writer than the writer can go. Service companies. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> it's it's you know it's it's we're very aware of like the business that we're in, which is you know like it's you know we point out like for example in the book like you will get fired off of every studio movie that you write. Yes. Always. And it's a good The thing. notion that you write a movie and then you're with it for the next seven, five years, six, seven, eight years while it gets made. It's the people who people, people who like get online and go like, oh, that, 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 that guy like shepherded this movie and it's horrible, like has, has never been here and never done it. Because That's not how it goes. Like, like as soon the, as a movie gets greenlit, writer, you're fired. The director has mm-hmm. their own writer. Yeah, of course, you're fired. As, as soon as the movie gets greenlit, you're fired because the director wants his own writer. If you're a genius, and the star wants his own writer. You're brought back in. Once or twice. Wow. And that's if you're the highest level writer in Hollywood who's also a genius. And even Nolan, like even, even the big, big guys mm-hmm. get guys in the middle that come in of and course. do notes and, and do write. So, yeah. like, so, so the idea that the, that the writer is like the guy who forms the movie, is, is that's maybe in indies that happens. I doubt it because even if somebody's spending $100,000 on a movie, those people with $100,000 probably have an opinion and mm-hmm. probably want to tweak it a little bit. Like, but that's, that's just – it's fiction. So like, we, we, what we say is like when you sell a movie and you get fired, it's actually after you have a little experience – 
good news because when you get fired, you know it means they hired somebody else. They they they've spent more money on the movie. It means that they've hired somebody probably more expensive than you. And well, how do you get there? How do you, who who gets credited then? So if you write the movie, and then oh, someone else comes this in. This is and a big chapter. There's a chapter in the book called Arbitration. Oh, I'm so glad I felt. I was uh, it's called problem. Arbitration, or you who, fight for it. Who you wrote this crap? It. You fight for it. Um, and and, are, and and then there are some you probably. After they fuck it, you're like, oh, you don't have to put my name on it. It's totally fine. No, Depends. by the way. You want, yeah, even you if her, her be fully loaded, for example. We could have let our name slide off of that. We arbitrated the shit out of that because we knew it would make money. And it made yeah. like $90 million. Here's the dollars. thing. If your name's not on the movie, you never get any royalties from it. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So no matter how much you hate the movie. Yeah. You're going to want your name on it. You're going to want your name on it. And as many... Because what happens if it's huge? Yeah. As yeah. many dudes who hate you, like, in their basement, like, yeah. in or not, you know, like, come, come and boarding, like, what they think doesn't matter to me as much as the nice checks that you get that you can buy boats with. Yep. You know, like, yeah. like, like that, 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 matter, that matters more to me than, like, weird little dudes who are like, Herbie fully loaded. Here's the 18th thing I think is wrong about Herbie fully loaded. And I'm like, yeah, I didn't write that part. I'll cry about I, it on my bed of cash. I'll cry about it on my bed. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I didn't write that anyway, and like the people who actually understand the Hollywood system know that. Like, well, I think there's a, an interesting counterbalance, and I certainly, you know, I certainly throughout my, my career, I've I've taken I've taken jobs that I know like that will pay well, so it will allow me to continue to do stand up for a while because that's the thing I really love, and I I can't, you know, there were periods where I couldn't have just survived on stand up. Of course, but I will I will throw out this, you know, um, Ben and I. If you've, you know, I mean, we've written on when IFC did their list of the greatest comedy sketches of all time. We had written many of them. Really? Yes. Um, so, like, here's what I'll say, which is like our writing from the state, from Viva Variety, from Reno 911. No one, people don't really see our scripts very much. They yeah, see, they yeah, see they the movie. I didn't mean really like no, 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 you no, guys wrote sketches that were. Made. No, 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 I didn't mean it that way. But, that came but, out but totally I'm, wrong. But I'm very serious in that that you know, like we. I'm not apologizing for anything because the the we every movie we set out to write, whether it's something that sounds like a good idea or sounds like a bad idea, we invest everything that went into like everything we've ever written. We do the same thing. We for, we for for every shitty movie no, that people not, hate us for doing joking about it. We, we turn down like 900. Like you yeah. know, you get a stack of and, of, and we're very serious about it. Yeah. And we only take on something if we think we can make it better. Often it doesn't turn out better. It's and, just the way it goes. And after a while, you learn that. Like, you, yeah. like you, you try to write a movie. That, like, like, the reason that we did Herbie is because we loved Herbie movies as a kid. Yeah, and we thought cool. that if you really did a Herbie movie that was good, it would be great. Like, like if you right. really did a Herbie movie that was, like, set in a very, very real world, like with a Herbie car, we said, that's a great idea for a movie. And we wrote a movie, and we were fired pretty quick in that process yeah. for I- our ideas of, like, let's make it completely – we wanted to make it, like, Batman real or, or like, like Richard Donner Superman real, which is this is a totally real world, and there's one fantastic element, which is this car. Like, uh, and, and we were fired pretty quick. Because uh, they wanted the car to smile. Oh. Uh, and we said... That makes no sense. That doesn't make any sense. That makes like, no like, fucking sense. Well, because the they couldn't... They, the they, they, actually, they actually can't get Lindsay Lohan to smile. So, like, someone had to smile in the movie. At some point, they couldn't wipe the smile off her face, I'm what, sure. What, <laughs> why so serious, Lilo? Um, so, what, uh, what are some of the... Why so serious, Wilder Valderrama? <laughs> Yeah, let's your mama jokes. Um, no, that was just that was such a weird show, right? The Yo Mama show, like yeah, yeah. people squaring off in an urban environment and where where gang shootings happen. And they're Yo like, Mama, yeah, Yo Mama, your mama's so fat, I she probably has a lot of health problems. Like I don't know how do you. 
<laughs> the best was when they would get angry at the Yo Mama joke when there is no way that guy could have ever even known or seen his mama. I only have one. I only have one mom, one Yo Mama joke that I really like, but it's mm. very nerdy. Uh, Yo Mama's so old. Her last period was the Triassic. What's up? <laughs> Spotter, spotter, spotter. I'll fall though. I'll fall. I'll fall. What are some of the sketches? What are what are some of the are there sketches that people don't know you've written that you guys wrote? No, no. Ours, ours are. We have some big. I mean, you know, some of the big ticket. Uh, you know, Ben wrote, for example, eating Muppets. Oh, really? Ah, that's, that's a great. One. Yeah. What about I'm pretty well known for Porcupine Racetrack, right? <laughs> what about uh, what about movies? Are the movies that you've worked on that your names aren't oh, that people would be surprised to hear? Oh, that we wrote. Okay. Starsky and Hutch. Starsky and Hutch, we wrote almost the entire movie. Holy shit. Except yeah, for the yeah, little yeah. scenes. Yeah. We, we were the ones who, this sounds fantastic, but, but it was set modern day. And, and we were the ones, who, and they were in like a sort of a clusterfuck of development. And we went in and said, guys who crazy. walk in with like, like you know, super skin tight like, jeans and afros. Jeans and afros and like they walk around in their underpants and like they're the 70s and they walk into the room and it's like dumb and dumber and everybody stares at them like they're idiots mm-hmm. that's that's, that's not, cool. not star skinites that's not cool it should be the 70s where everybody has like feathered hair and they're the coolest, they're guys, the coolest in the guys in the world and so we pitched and it and it, uh, it probably upped the budget of that movie by like 30 million dollars and we Quite went in bit. and said like you've got to put it in their time so that they're the coolest and and they said yeah. and they did yeah, yeah. And, and so and we we, we wrote Wrote the first thirty pages of that movie probably three times in about two and weeks. To counteract this one, which paints us as heroes, I'll paint another. Picture. I don't know if that paints us as heroes. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Probably it's not. Way better than saving a family from yeah, a fire. Yeah. yeah. Probably yeah. not. Yeah. Probably not. But it's cooler than this one, which is in the ten days leading up to the filming of the Martin Lawrence film. Oh yeah. Rebound. Yeah, yeah. Oh. We were the guys. We rewrote the entire film beginning to end over twice. Yeah. In ten days? Over and over and over. Pretty much. Yeah, and yeah. In about ten days, we had a call from Fox and they're like, We're making this Martin Lawrence movie. We have no fucking idea why. What the fuck happened? Yeah. What's going on, you guys? We're gonna have you murdered. Get in here. Get the fuck in here. All right. There's a car outside your house. Get in it. <laughs> yes, sir. Answer the phone. Yeah. The phone inside the FedEx box is a Martin Lawrence movie. Going to take you to a car that's going to just a submersible vehicle. You it's going to go know. in to you a bubble the, city. You live in the Matrix. It, it, you don't know. <laughs> just come to the studio and fix the fucking the, Martin the Lawrence. The steak movie. is going to taste real. It's not real. It's not real. It's, it's not, not real. real. You're it's in the really Matrix. Steak. Yeah, everything. I know. I know. Why didn't I take the blue pill? I get it. Get the fuck over here. So, by the way, we did do that. And this is going to sound like a joke, but we wrote a pass. Of that script, and, and we like, were and we and we were thinking like, okay, what's the note going to be? Is it going to be character? Is it going to be arc? Is it going to be a love story? What the fuck, and the guys? note was, Martin Lawrence wants to give CPR to a parrot, <laughs> <laughs> and that's why. <laughs> and we're like, that's why. Wait, what? Oh, and then, by okay, the way, and okay. the way that you survive in the studio system is you go, oh yeah, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. Yeah. So oh, we yeah, have to course. restructure the first forty yeah. pages based around him giving CPR to a parrot. But at this point, you must like when you go into a room, you're pretty confident. Like this is who we are. This is what we do. Hire us or don't. Like yeah, yeah. And we, and we we are honest. We say your movie's terrible. We're gonna do this, this, and yeah. this. And they usually say. We agree. We uh, half of the movie's animated already, so we can't do those things. <laughs> what can you do with this one scene? Yeah, what can we? Where the dude gets his thumb caught in the wishing well. Oh, boy. you're like, all right, all right. Here's we think nine we, passes. We that. think that we can make that save the movie, yeah. you know, and then you do it. Yeah, it's interesting. Part of, the, in fairness, and I'll say this again. Part when we agreed to do the, the Martin Lawrence 
Like we, we had a couple weeks, they were already about to start shooting. Mm-hmm. They yeah. were basically a day away from shooting. The set you couldn't change the sets. No, because the sets were built. You could only like, change what people were going to say because that's like some sort of weird project runway. You know, yes. Yes. challenge. Is, right. Yeah, Chris. This is every movie that ever gets made. Every movie that if gets made, made is like Chris The Apprentice. Nolan, every yeah. movie that gets made is like The Apprentice. If it's, it's not brand made by new Guillermo people del Toro or set up. Chris Nolan, it's like this. How do, how do good things ever get made? A fucking miracle. Accident. It's a miracle yeah. or an accident. Or, or it's so low budget. Or Chris that, Nolan or Guillermo del Toro directs them. Yeah. Right. But, but it's that's a miracle. literally it. But it's a miracle. Yeah. Like when yeah. I go to see a movie and it's even half good, I'm like, how the fuck did that even happen <laughs> like that movie was great like how did they do that like yeah it's a it, it just sneaks through yeah well i, I think there's probably you, you you take a couple questions from the audience are there any uh a fucking stage dive every single one of them but yeah. <laughs> any don't stage dive with the knitting needle i got a question joan ray is it a serious question yes yeah, a serious question okay um you guys uh, alluded to other screenwriting books and uh, another popular well, one a lot of them, my sure. friends uh save the cat is sure. one a lot of people in seem fairness to like. we can't yeah that guy passed, passed away, away so we can't yeah. rag on oh that, shit that book. In fairness, he never really sold a movie. But that's sure. the thing—he had one movie made. Stop yeah. Blank him. check. Yep. Yeah. No, I believe it's. I Which, it was, if you watch, that's really a good stretch of a million dollars. I mean, a yeah. roller coaster. Yeah. I like. I like how we're all delicately dancing around this because he's not alive anymore. He passed away. Uh, like, I don't want to bother Maggie Gyllenhaal. By the way, Maggie, but, 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 by the way, Maggie Gyllenhaal who is alive. <laughs> yeah. We've literally dragged through the mud. Fuck Let her be your punching bag. She looked like she went through a hay baler with a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the hay baler had the stroke, or she had it while in the but, hay baler? But only it was half a the double hay stroke on working. both sides. She's like a jack-o'-lantern someone carved of Maggie Gyllenhaal that they left out all the way through Thanksgiving. And they sent her through the hay baler with the strokes. <laughs> oh, my God, this pumpkin's still on the pot. Ichabod Crane, someone stop the curse. But let's say you're going to have a roller coaster built. It's going to cost at least $10 million, right? Let's say you have one that's already designed, ready yeah. to go. I don't it know that much. the biggest roller coaster. Right, yeah. Still a roller coaster. It was like Jonah, a, what was your question? Most screenwriting books are written by our guys. It's all theory. Like, they, never and, wrote a, they never sold a movie for real. And, and, yeah. our, and our book, I think we cover structure and character and how to do that. But we cover the stuff that you don't know, which is what happens when you get to fucking Hollywood and you walk into an executive office. Then what happens? Like, which is, which is when you, you go through film school and it gives you a very highfalutin idea that the writer is God and the craft is everything. And if you write a good script, that's the everything. And they don't teach you that, like, your spec is never going to get made. So it's, the movie, it's like the movie adaptation. Yeah, or, or Barton Fink. It's right. Barton Fink. No, it's like, Barton Fink. It's Bar- Barton yeah. Fink is the best movie about being a screenwriter ever, ever. made. It's exactly that. In and he wrote, system. He, yeah. he wrote a hit play and they brought him here and they had no idea who he was. They put him on a wrestling picture. And that's So what is it? Is it a girl or an orphan? Maybe both. <laughs> let's let let's get him some Wallace Beery screenings. Like, Show him some rushes. Yeah, but, but that that's what it's like. That's what it is. And like that. So our book is 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 the experience that that nobody that we know of who has written a book on screening has, which is modern studio. This is what the fuck happens, and it's fucked up. But if you know the minefield, you can do it. So who? Anyone? Okay. Uh, here's a question right here. I have to mic. I have to microphone you. What what is your what is your name? Uh, my name's Igor. I, I know. Okay. I was. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, uh, so, so Chris said that you two are uh, two of the most productive people that he knows. Uh, are you just naturally super productive and you work really hard, or is this 
Like, did you become more productive? Like, I, I think being in a comedy group really helped. Be- uh, being being in the state was very very helpful to my er- every, mindset. And everybody yeah. was driven, and everybody wanted to make it big. Everybody was like really productive. And being in competition with eleven of those guys is like it. It, it makes you write ten times harder. I, I think that if you don't manically write, you're never going to make it. If you if you don't like like it should be a compulsion. It, it'll help. Would you have? What are your tricks for breaking through the writer's wall? What's like, oh, if, if you don't feel a compulsion to write every single day for a big chunk of the day, just skip it. Yeah. It's not for you. Okay. Yeah. Because the, most, the rest of it sucks. The part where you're by yourself writing is enormously fun yeah. and really great. And the part where you're dealing with people and everything else is enormously uh, a, a bummer. Yeah. Did that, did that help, Igor? Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, anyone else with a fun name? <laughs> What's your name, sir? Van Helsing. We'll call him Van Helsing. You know my friend, the young Count David Van Helsing. Uh, What's the dumbest note you've ever gotten from a studio executive? I would say it might be also on Herbie Fully Loaded. And we had a scene where they were like grilling outside. And no joke, the studio executive, not, not Nina Jacobson, who's a genius. She almost prevented Lady in the Water. She's brilliant. <laughs> well, totally why, wouldn't she throw, why wouldn't she throw herself on that grenade? She tried. She tried. The yeah. the executive oh, underneath her uh, at one point said, "You know what? I just I wish they wouldn't have food outside." <laughs> to which we were like, "What? What the fuck just happened? Are you what? wait? You're kidding?" Because you know, like in human existence, we're the coat of paint on not having food outside. Yeah. What the fuck? It was just insane, and we we're like, "You're serious? This is a real note. This is a." Here, and, two and lessons was, of the book. And it was a NASCAR movie. Yeah. Number one lesson of the book: pick your battles. So when people say dumb shit to you, and this, by the way, translates to almost every occupation in the world, just pick your battles. Pick the stuff you're going to get mad about, and let ninety-five percent of it slide. We also we did not know that at the time. <laughs> we got fired. Different yeah. story. Like we we had worked in development on a uh, version of Incredible Shrinking Man uh, that that we worked on. At still the, working on it for like eight nine. It's still ten not years. dead. Like but but at the point that we met with the head of Universal, head of Universal, this was fucked up. We'd been working on it for at least four years yeah. on many different drafts with Imagine, with Brian Crazier, with Ron Howard. Like we'd had two different directors attached, so it was like this really developed like like. Like I did, and, and many different movie stars had been attached over the years. And we had a meeting with the head of the studio. And the head of the studio, we went, and we went to Universal, and we sat there, and this, this person talked for about 20 minutes. 20 minutes. And we're like, okay, we get it. And, mm-hmm. I, and they were saying, okay, the thing about an incredible shrinking man remake It should be a noir, this. you know? It should like, be like a noir. It should be a noir. And like this guy, like, he's oh, sort wow, of this is cool. he's sort yeah, of a cool. sexist pig. Yeah, it he, should be a noir. You know, okay, he's cool. like blah, blah, blah. And, and, and about like 20 minutes into it, this person said, uh, you know, and what would be really good if you're shrinking is you should have interacting with animals. Like that if, if, you, uh, if, you're, if you're shrinking, then like obviously you are big to your pets and then you're smaller to your pets and you're smaller to your pets. And our quick, script quick, that we've been writing for out. four years involved Most a magician. Most of Act 2 and all of Act 3. Had a, had a, it was a magician with a, with a rabbit and a jaguar and a raven. 
Like so, and and so it was the movie was about his literally relationship. the entire movie, and like and so he was a magician, and it, and his joke in the Vegas stage was like he would pull the rabbit out of the hat and put it out, and the rabbit would jump out, and then it would hump him on stage, it would and, hump the, his ve- leg, and yeah. the Vegas act, you know, the Vegas audience would laugh, and as he got smaller and smaller, the rabbit humping him got like scarier more and more, scarier, yeah. you know, like and pretty soon he was small, and the rabbit was like, eh, like I'm trained to do one thing, which is fuck that guy, you know, <laughs> like and, and that was the whole structure of the film, yeah. and so. So when this, when, when we the got the note of, of like, and then he should interact with animals. We were like, oh, oh my we've God, been we've listening been for 25 minutes to someone who has not read this script at all, <laughs> ever. Like, like, like this or person, even the coverage. This, this person never even read the coverage of our script. Yeah. And we're having, and now this person has talked for, for 25 minutes with balls and fooled us like about a script we they really didn't never, know yeah, yeah like, oh my god they, you're really smart you're really smart you you're really you smart must, you're really smart you've never read the script you must love that you must you see the sketch you must have seen the I think it was It's Funny or Die uh, Bob Odenkirk Bob Pitches a Movie no. Oh, yeah. You've never seen Bob Pitches movie? No. It's, no. He plays right. him. He, he plays a studio executive, and then he comes in as Bob and pitches the movie. They, yeah, he pitches. Do hipsters know about this? You know, yeah. do hipsters like, know yes, about Wisconsin? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes, everyone knows about it. Do you want a water? I don't want a water. Like it's, it's fucking. It's it's hilarious, and it it just you watch it, and you go. That is a guy who has been who has had this conversation. 150 times. It's nuts. And, and, we, and like, we make a point in the if you're ever pitching a movie star, don't ever accept or ask for anything, including water. Why? Why? Because Since 99% the, it's the art of war. Most of yeah. the other half of our book is just the art of war. Um, <laughs> Never pitch your movie with your back to a hill. What? <laughs> totally agreed. By the weakness, way, good weakness. idea. You're right. You're right. Weakness. Um, weakness. Don't, no, ask, weak. don't, ask don't show any weakness. Don't ask for anything. Don't need anything. Movie stars are asked for things all day long. 85% of their Can day. I have your artif? Would you stand here? Would you do hey, this? You know, my yeah. kid's dying of a rare form of brain fusions. Would you just call... Would you call my aunt? Like, my kid got a rare... Narkin, Narkinson's de- so degrees. So he had Narkinson's, so he had My two, daughter two had a stroke. I haven't told her face yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you know what I thought would be funny? Sorry, mister. I got, a, I, got a, I got a flip camera... And I thought it would be great if you, Tom Cruise, tell my daughter, you're in a stroke and you'll never speak again. Walk and in. like movie stars are like, hey, wouldn't it, you know what? That was a weird thing to ask me. So don't ever ask movie stars for Can shit. Can I get you anything? Water? Diet Coke? No, thanks. No, thanks. And it immediately, it throws them off balance. It separates and you and from like, everyone in the oh. fucking world who wants things from yeah, them. Yeah, it's interesting. Even if you don't even want a Diet Coke. And it pays off you're every winning. single time. Oh, wait. Uh, hang on. One, one sec. I'll go, I'll go back and forth. Uh, uh, yes, Sandra. Bella. Hello, my name is Sandra. Um, hey, I was curious, um, what was the transition like from writing scripts to writing a book together? We did it the same way. It was very similar, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't, we never sit in a room together and write because it's counterproductive. Do you take passes and then go back and forth or do you take chunks? Well, we do we little take sections. We yeah. do sections and then we trade. With the book, was it, was it the same? We With thought, everything. Of, we thought yeah. of chapter titles and then did yeah. even odd. And even then we odd. do, and yeah. then we, and then you give the other person your drafts. And it, generally, two people by a computer. Nightmare. Trying to write something Nightmare. is the worst of all possible worlds. As I think we learned from Dick Van Dyke and, and Rosemary. Yeah. Like, yeah, you don't want that. Yeah. You don't get see, but but when Mel comes in, we can make fun of how bald he is. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, we, he looks we do, like we, some kind of Maggie Gyllenhaal. <laughs> <laughs> Even we, back then. We, we organized Even it incredibly well Time together. machine joke. <laughs> I don't know what this joke means yet, but someday it's going to be a pip. <laughs> I got it. 
Someday there's going to be a saggy balloon over here. <laughs> That's a that really will remind good... children of Dirty Explorer. That's a really good Maury Amsterdam. Maury Amsterdam. Like, Say Rose. Yeah, uh, we organize it, divide it into dude, chunks. every time you stand up for your question, Sally. I just assume that you're the shooter. <laughs> and this is how I go out. What is your, what is your name? I'm jumping at you. If this guy is the shooter, I'm jumping straight towards you. Bad and the strategy. bullet takes us both out in a rain Hi, of fire. Just go ahead and ask your question. Oh, sure. Um, with Reno 911, the TV show, and mm-hmm. as well as Reno 911, the movie, mm. did you guys have like full control over all the content yes. exclusively? Yeah, pretty, 100%. pretty much, yeah. yeah. Um, in fact, the, the big mistake we made on the Reno movie, which was a success, but a very yeah. sort of mild success, mild, yeah. um, was, in fact, uh, Hutch Parker, who was the president of Fox at the time, said... Guys, if you make this movie R-rated, you know that many of your fans can't come see it. He was right, yeah. And we were like, yeah, fuck it. We're going to whip our dicks at each other and fucking do... (laughs) We're going to make it the fucking dirtiest movie in the history of the world, which we did. And then it was a filthy film. It got almost an NC-17, came out as R. Yeah. And the weekend that we opened, Ghost Rider, which was a PG-13... Got a five made about five million extra dollars. <laughs> the people at from, Fox said it got a five million from fourteen mil- fourteen yeah. year old boys with boners who wanted to see our movie, but bought tickets to Ghost Rider. So you know, it's you learn a lot yeah. along the way. Ghost Rider, Ghost Rider. Ooh. Who's uh, whose joke idea was it for you to fall into the whale? Because that fucking killed yeah, me. I feel like that was Ben. I think yeah. that was me. That yeah. fucking I'm a big Buster me. Keaton fan. Like, and that's a Buster. <laughs> oh, Keaton that classic joke. falling into the whale bit. <laughs> 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 yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. They had no regard. They actually yeah. used real whale yeah, back they in used those real days. Real whale. Yeah, yeah. And, and we the, had to, the, by the way, to fucking do that, we had to go to so many meetings <laughs> with the EPA. We had to and meet like, with the EPA. Yeah. The fucking. Homeland Security, because the Miami Beach is a border, you know, so we had to They're go like, like, you're blowing up a whale full of slime on one yeah. of the most pristine beaches in America. <laughs> yeah. And we're like, yes. Yeah, we're like, yeah. <laughs> and you know funny? why? Yeah. And you know why? Because we love America so yeah. much. <laughs> <laughs> that we didn't want to shoot this in Canada. Yeah. So you better let us do this, please. And they did. Yeah. Any other uh, any other questions before as we're, we're wrap it up pretty soon? What? Oh. All right. Well, this mic cord isn't that long. Can you come up and forward? That'll be quicker. Oh, go on. oh my God. For those of you oh, listening at home, like... the person who just came up to ask a question is an eighty foot troll. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> troll hunter. We can, troll hunter. I'm very we can barely. Catch I did see it. We can it's catch good. the top of it's, his shins. It's good. It's uh, wow. Today Luke with warm. Luke warm. Okay. Okay. Here's the I've thing about Troll Hunter. Here's the thing about Troll Hunter. I'm sorry. Then we'll get to your questions, with sir. What is your name? Dave also. You're another Dave. Yeah. These are the Daves I know. I know. These, These are the Daves I know. Yeah. This Dave has a video game shirt. This yeah. one shirt is red. Troll, troll Hunter. They all come from Troll Hunter. Months. Troll Hunter. Everyone told me Troll Hunter was going to be amazing, and they said it's mind blowing. And so, in by the way, everyone, I'm thinking there's one friend of yours. That four was people like, on Twitter. Four people on Twitter. Uh, four people like, out of the 1.5 million people that follow you. Well, don't that's not, that's not brag about my horrible percentage. Uh, it's I bad. Didn't, I didn't bad. see it. I just saw the trailer and thought it looked awesome. Trailer looks good. And it came from the same uh, company that brought over Rare Exports, which was a great. Yes, movie. yes, yes. But. So I, I kind of thought Troll Hunter was going to be like, oh my god, this is going to be this year's District Nine. Like this is going to be a low budget, incredible uh, CG. Like well, and it's good. It's good. Troll Hunter is good. It's worth seeing. 
Um, I didn't feel like the CG was super. I, I, I mean, still, I think still the CG in Troll. So it's like District better. Seven. Shut your face. <laughs> uh, Troll Hunter CG quick. looks better than the CG in Green Lantern. Okay, uh, yeah, I'll yeah, give yeah. you that. Oh, that Real so quick, bad. do you have a moment that you could damn it with faint praise? Because that would be awesome. What? No, that's <laughs> what you're doing. Oh, is that what I'm doing? You're damning the shit out of I it look, with I'm going to go. So I'm going to go see it. Are you re- referring that I don't? I'm referring you do go I'm see it. It's go a cool it. movie. Yeah, yeah, I look forward to it's it. It's a cool movie. Uh, it's, you know, it's, but I just, I didn't think like, oh my God, this is the must-see movie of 2011. I'm glad I saw it, and I think people should go see it and form their own opinions. But like Blair Witch is soft in a lot of places. Well, it's, it okay, looks here's more the, Blair Witchy than you know, like they, they District sort of, 7. This isn't, this isn't, like a, this isn't a spoiler because everyone kind of knows what the, what the, con, like the con, all the nerds know what the concept is, but there's just a little too much at the beginning of like, this was found footage, and we don't know what the... And you're like, I get it, and I know how movies work. I mean, come on. And, and, yeah. and so, but, okay, but by the way, Norwegian cut to troll off, cut to like, troll dicks if you're going to do that. Didn't see any, didn't see any I'm troll okay dicks. I'm okay with that, but there pretty was no, soon, there was pretty no, soon like, they better be like, oh my god. There was no troll Lars. dicks. The troll hunter himself was great. Um, you know, Olaf, I, my, my expectations were incredibly high, but I, I still thought the movie was These good. Enormous and people, people, people should go see it. But that's the first movie like that out of that part of the world, which is exciting. Like the, 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 a, a low-budget CGI movie out of that part of the world to me is like... With a different mythology and a different sort of style. That, yeah. That, to me, in like... And the, the story of it's very cool, and there's, like, a bureaucracy to it. And, I mean, it's very, it's very cool. Oh, my God. I love bureaucracy. In, <laughs> uh, in my, in like my 80-foot troll movies, nothing instead sells. of hairy troll dicks <laughs> I that are see sometimes taking out my best friend and right as they were about to tell me something significant... There's no, there's no bureaucracy like that. It's just the troll hunt. It's sort of, I don't want to get Is it as away. good as Let the Right One In or comparable? No. The Let the Right One In is, f- is it's just so fucking great a movie. All right. It's Let the Right All One right. In is so fucking good. That, I mean, like, you that, heard it here, everybody. Hate Maggie no. and don't go see Troll Hunter. <laughs> troll Hunter was cool. Let the Right One In is the hair on the back of your neck stands up. Uh, but Troll Hunter is good, and I think, I think people should go see it. Uh, what do you right. Hey, Dave. Dave. What do you think, Dave? I haven't seen it. Th- thanks for your question. You're going to see it now based on what I said? Absolutely. Okay, good. Yeah. Dave, I was is, there, wondering, is there a slight chance you're from the future? <laughs> Are you going to order something, kid? No, no, I'm just, I'm just if you're going to warn us, uh, fuck it, it's going to be intense. Here we go. No, that, that's fine. Uh, I was just wondering, when you get attached to something that's based on an existing property, like yeah. Herbie or The Incredible Shrinking mm. Man, do you do a lot of research or you just remember what you thought was cool when no, you no, were a no. kid? No, no, you, you should read it all and, and go, we... You know, on all of those things, we read everything can and we go back as far as we can. Which one? I'll take my answer off there. Don't. Okay. No, no, you're on the air right now. Dave, don't be a dick. <laughs> Dave, you're talk on the about, air. Talk about let the wrong one in. <laughs> um, no, re- research sometimes. I rescind like, your invitation. Ah, bleed, bleed. I'll talk about this. I don't know if no, I... No, this sh- is... No, wait, well, well, it depends how bad it is. Chitty, chitty. Like, like oh, I'll, yeah, ta- right I'll, now I'll talk we're about this. Chitty, like, chitty, bang, bang, which like, is intense, like yeah. the, it's interesting when you when you're doing an existing property. Right now, I'm doing a, a, this Matsuro, like a, a, an anime, a manga, like that. I'm, I'm I just I'm writing for Disney right now, and like, and so I read like all sixteen. You know, it like lasted for ten years. But like, they've been trying to do a remake of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang for a decade, yeah, a long time, like uh, a decade, a- yeah. and like, and and we've talked with everybody involved with it because we're the museum guys, so people are like, these guys are maybe it, a- and like, and so we immediately 
read the, the book. book. Like, and, and there's a book by Ian Fleming, the guy who fucking wrote James Bond. Created James Bond. And, and, like he, and he wrote this great kid's book. And the kid's book reads and, like... And by the way, Raul Dahl helped write the screenplay. And by the way, we're also big Raul Dahl fans. Yeah. But that movie is fucking crazy. The movie's Times bad. A million. The movie's bad. That movie like, may... What happened? Watch it. The Trust movie's me. bad. You the think movie... you love it. You love Mary Poppins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the movie That's has... a different movie. It has the child catcher, which is great. And it has four good songs. But the movie is three hours, and it's bad. And, and, like, and change. Yeah. And so we read the book. And the book reads like The, the Spy amazing. Who Loved Me. It's, it's great. And yeah. it's, it's the, the Spy Who Loved Me with a they family. They go on an adventure from you know, from like London to Calais. And it's really cool. And, so, and, yeah, it's really and as we were meeting with all the executives that were involved with it, we realized none of you have read the book. Like 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 you 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 want to read make this movie and 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 not a single person like open the book and the book is only 110 pages and none of them <laughs> you can read out the book in about an hour yeah and none of them read the book and the, and and the book is like a James Bond book with the family and and, and so yeah the like. It's interesting, and like people have such high regard for that movie, but it's people who love the poster and and remember the song. But that movie's not great. By the way, there's like sixteen other songs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and he sings "Hushaby Mountain." Hushaby Mountain. And I love Dick Van Dyke. He sings that song twice in that movie, and all the way through. <laughs> he sings it to his kids, and then he sings it to the orphans in Baron von Bumber's castle. Crazy? He sings the song fucking twice. That's crazy. Am like I crazy, but the young lady who becomes their friend is named like like Susie Buttertits. Tr- truly scrumptious. Truly scrumptious. Which I is was so Ian close. Fleming. It's like Chester Monty Pussy. Like, and, she's, and she's truly scrumptious. And the thing, you're truly, truly scrumptious. And she is pretty hot, so it's weird as an adult. It's sexy. Like, no. yeah. And so, like, yeah, it's interesting. And a lot of times, like, because we do a lot of, like, it, like Night at the Museum, for example. Like, like they, they, it's based on a, a 12-page kids book from Belgium uh, that... Fox had been trying to make into a movie for six years. Uh, and, and, like, they'd, they'd come up with all these convoluted, crazy ideas. And we just read the kids' book. And the kids' book is like Goodnight Moon. It's very, very simple. And so going back to the source material on stuff is, is key. And, and, like, and it's, it's the truth. And that's this book. And, like, you know, we write stuff that doesn't follow these ground rules. But, like, Hollywood would rather buy something with a title that has already made some money or has a little bit of name recognition than buying something that's brand new, no matter how good the brand new thing is. They would rather do a movie based on Sorry, the board game, than than your original concept. It's come up. up. Yeah, the the idea, like like if you want to make it, especially when you're starting out, Put your originality into the fucking G.I. Joe movie or the like, like into something that because the, the chances of Hollywood risking a dime on something that America might not have heard of is zero. Like it, it's it's true. Marginal. In, unless you're unless you're Cameron or J.J. Abrams. That's such, a, that's such a bummer. It's such a bummer. Yeah. Well, but, by the way, but, I want to say our book is actually not a bummer. At all. Yeah. It's very optimistic. No, I'm not talking about your book. No, no, no. no, no but our attitude about the studio system is very optimistic, which is you can figure out how to do it and do great work in it. You know, a lot of it is 
by the numbers and, and a real drag. But and, and in 2010, said, like you, like Hollywood comes out with a couple of movies that are fucking great, and like the movies that won last year, I, I in my opinion, like like King's Speech is fucking great, and then Social Network is great, and I didn't want to like it, and I watched it, and I was like, that's great. And so every year, the Hollywood comes out with two or three great movies, and most of the great movies are indies. But but that's the you know the year that Casablanca come out. Like, like Hollywood came out with a hundred movies that were fucking terrible with like William Bendix and I'm going to rape this girl in a diner for an hour. You know, like, like, and, and like, and that was and like in, in 1940, that's true. That's Starring that's, Buster Keaton. No, no, Roadhouse, Roadhouse. Like, but, but, in like, <laughs> and like, but in 1942, like, like the, the movies that they make are the movies that they made the year of Casablanca were terrible. And you hear of the good ones and, and like Hollywood cranks out crap to make money and that's the business. And then if you make something better than that. Like, it will rise above the fray, and eventually you're James Cameron, whereas you start with The Terminator, which is about a robot from the future that's going to kill Linda Hamilton, and then after ten years of making money, you can do whatever the fuck you want. You can do a 3D movie that takes seven years in 3D and experiment, but, like, you've got to come in with movies that sell at the multiplex. And this, again, this book is not for, this is not for Wong Kar Wai. This, this is for making movies here, and it's doable. And you can do it. I didn't finish college. Like we're we're we're, we're moron heavy drinker stoners, and we did it. You can do it. Great. Well, are there any more questions before we wrap up? Is everyone everyone good? Well, your book is available now. I assume July fifth. You mean I have a copy before? I say, yeah. What day is this in? This in the uh, nerdcast world. What oh, day is I'll, I'll put this up. Do, I, do, would it be better for you for me to put it up before the book comes out or the week uh, after? Probably July 5th. Yeah, probably after town. Okay. Well, yeah, the 4th is, uh, like, yeah. is a Monday anyway. It'll drop at night. Yeah, we're going to Let's drop. figure this out now. Yep. Let's yeah. figure this out now. People love bureaucracy. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm going to need you to submit the forms. Night. So I'm going to use GarageBand. I'm going to go in and edit the waveform. Then I'm going to take it to Leveler. Let's not, yeah. I'm going to take the Leveler, and then I'm going to put it into the Dropbox. I'm going to put it in the and Dropbox. And I'll look at the Dropbox. And I'll take it. I'll tag it. And I want you to put the tag on. And I'll just send that to this back into the Dropbox, and I'll give it to you. And then we'll place it. And then you'll record the intro. Ladies and gentlemen. Please join me in thanking, first of all, Kumail Nanjani. USA. Thomas Lennon. USA. Thanks for coming to the Nerds Podcast Live. The book is called Writing Movies for Fun and Profit, How We Made a Billion Dollars at the Box Office, and You Can Too. Buy it after July 5th. Good night, everybody. Oh, wait. Enjoy your burrito, everybody. Good night. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. This episode of the Nerdist Podcast was brought to you by GoToMeeting. Meet easily with colleagues even when traveling or working remotely. For your free 30-day trial, visit GoToMeeting.com and enter the promo code NERDIST.
In 2001, less than a month after the 9-11 attacks, the U.S. and allied forces invaded Afghanistan. The goal was simple, hunt down al-Qaeda and its leader, Osama bin Laden, and unseat the Taliban government that sheltered him. But even though the Taliban was quickly removed, negotiating an end to the war turned out to be a much bigger challenge. Despite some of the world's best negotiators working tirelessly for peace, all sides were never able to come to a negotiated agreement. And in 2021, 20 years after being ousted from power, the Taliban took back control control of Afghanistan. So why did some of the world's smartest and most experienced negotiators fail for 20 years to mediate a peace deal in Afghanistan? The Afghan Impasse, a special seven-episode edition of The Negotiators, a podcast from Doha Debates and Foreign Policy, looks back on the players, politics, and strategies that contributed to one of the biggest failures in modern peace negotiations. You can listen to The Negotiators, The Afghan Impasse, exclusively on Wondery Plus. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify.